Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping events in Colorado. Presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. It's Murphy Houston, and this is Mile High Magazine. Hope you're having a great Sunday out there. We have another special guest, like we always do. It's Allison Hannes, who's the event director of the Max Fund Animal Adoption Center. Allison, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You guys have been around a long time there at the Max Fund, haven't you? Yes, uh, Dr. Bill Suro, Nancy Suro, founded Max Fund back in 1988. Wow. Yeah. Talk about the Max Fund. How did it start? How did they start it? What was behind the thought? That's one of my favorite stories. Well, let's hear it. So, Dr. Suro. Um, he, he's a vet? or a, Yeah, yes. he's a vet. Mm-hmm. So, he owned a large veterinary practice, and one of his clients had learned of a dog that was brought into a 24-hour emergency vet clinic after being hit by a car. And he had very extensive injuries, and even once he was stable, he still required very expensive orthopedic uh, surgery. Sure. And the Good Samaritan who brought him in did cover his immediate medical care, but then no owner came in to claim this dog, and there was nobody to cover the additional costs, so this dog would risk euthanasia. And Dr. Suro and Nancy Suro discussed it and decided that they would take this dog and see what they can do. So they actually put a fishbowl out on the counter in their office, and by this time the staff had named this dog Max. Uh, okay. So this fishbowl was known as the Max Fund, and they ended up raising a lot more money than they ever expected and a lot more money than was needed to cover Max's costs. And so they decided to take what was left over and apply this Max Fund to the next animal who came in without an owner and who was in need. And that process continued on for now 31 years. And I mean, since then, we have grown into what we are today, which is an amazing shelter. And we've placed over 36,000 cats and dogs into forever homes. Is that right? Yeah, it's incredible. It's now, And talk about the facility. He's not still with the good doctor. He's, is, he's retired, I would imagine. He uh, did pass away this past, this just last year. Oh, you're kidding. Yes. Um, oh, he was very loved by everybody. Sure. Um, his wife, Nancy, is still our, she's our co-founder. She's our director. She's amazing. And just the love that they started with these animals has passed on to all the staff members. We have a dog shelter, a cat shelter, and a low-cost wellness clinic. Is it all together? It, they're all next to one another. Okay, and where are you? We are at 10th and Gallipago in Denver, just a little bit off Santa Fe. That's a, that's a great story to hear how it's growing. And it just amazes me how people love animals. They love their animals. And yes. I, you know, I've had dogs all along, and we've lost a lot along, which mm-hmm. is sad. But then you get a new one, and it's like you're bringing a new child into the house, and everybody's excited. And, Absolutely. And it's a, such a good feeling. They just give you that unconditional love. You know, I personally don't have children. My animals are my children. They are. Absolutely. That'll never stop. I'm telling you right now. Because my kids, are, they've moved on. And I've got grandkids, and I see them, but we've got our little dog, Bear. Mm-hmm. And when you come home, and it's been a kind of a stressful day at work, he just looks up at you, and things are better. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the way Always. it is. In fact, I just read somewhere, if you spend 10 minutes minutes with a cat or a dog, it will greatly relieve your stress and your anxiety. Just hanging out with them. I read something like that as well recently. I think they said if you are an animal owner that your life expectancy is actually longer. 
Well, I believe that. I absolutely do. You know, and and people often say, and they probably ask you, do you talk to your dog? I go, absolutely, I talk to my dog. I feel like my animals are not only my children, my roommates. We have lots of conversations throughout the day. <laughs> well, you got to have somebody to kind of vent to once yeah. in a while. And they look at you, and their head goes left, and their head goes right. And, <laughs> and then they, they're just listening. Yeah, no judgment. No. <laughs> so what's so unique about the Max Fund? Let's talk about the Max Fund yourself and what you guys do over there. Well, um, apart from being Denver's only true no-kill shelter, we're really leading the no-kill Colorado movement. You know, we challenge traditional sheltering methods um, in just amazing ways. You know, we take in the abandoned and the abused and the neglected, and we give them a second chance that they might not normally have at another shelter. You know, if they come in and they're injured, we aren't going to euthanize because medical costs are too high. If they come in and, you know, a dog is 10 years old, we're not going to euthanize because of old age. If we're becoming full, we aren't going to euthanize because we're almost at capacity. We will find a way to get more dogs into foster to make room. How do you so, how do you do that though? I mean, it's got to be a lot of pressure never never to have to euthanize. Thank goodness you don't. But Pets are there for a long time, and they get older or sure. whatever. How do you get them into a, a situation that's good for them? We, you know, we do vet any potential adopters and fosters. We also have an amazing volunteer program. We have so many active volunteers who come in seven days a week, you know, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. to take our dogs out and take them to medical appointments and take them on walks. And sometimes they take them on overnights. Wow. And... You know, our foster program, too, you know, we might get a dog who was dropped off and has five puppies, and that's a lot of care for us to do. And recently, we actually had four, we called it the maternity ward. We had a whole section (laughs) that was all moms and their puppies. And we are fortunate enough to have the support of the community and have amazing staff and amazing doctors that we are able to provide well more than adequate care for these animals. So... And this happens, I know, because you were telling me that some people just drop their pets off because they know there's a, a, a physical need, and they can't afford it. Yes. they just Because it's expensive. It's very expensive. So you have vets that volunteer their time and repair whatever needs to be repaired, and then you adopt that animal out. Yes. Or does it go back to the original owner? Um, if the owner does relinquish their animal to us, which does happen, you know, sometimes they come in and it's very heartbreaking. They oh can't gosh. afford that medical treatment. And this is, you know, their child. There is a program that we are actually going to be putting in place soon. We received a grant that will allow us to cover a percentage of medical costs for people when they come in and they're unable to afford the entire treatment. Um, so we're still working out those details, but even if we're able to cover, 30, 40, or 50 percent. I mean, that's oh a substantial gosh. amount, especially yeah. when you're, you know, it's your loved one. I know it's a new program, but let me get some of the facts on this. So if they bring the pet in, they they can't afford all of it. You're saying, well, we can help with that. Do you guys then do the work, or do you say, we'll give you money to go back to your vet to do the work? No, we would need we would do that at our at our facility, our wellness clinic. Which is great because you've mm-hmm. obviously got good vets and people. We have amazing vets. And we also have a couple doctors who, you know, are their specialists and they donate their time to us, which is phenomenal. Wow, that is phenomenal. But that's the care and love people have for 
their pets. Absolutely. It, it goes that way. So how does the adoption process work? Can you talk about that a little bit sure. there for the MAX Fund? So we have separately our dog and our cat shelter right across the street. And anybody who comes in wanting to adopt a dog, we would require that everybody in the household come and do a meet and greet just to make sure it's a proper fit. If you have another dog in the house, we like you to bring that dog in so we can make sure that sure. those two dogs will get along. Uh, really? Yeah. We'll make sure. We'll ask for vet records for any animal in the house to make sure that they're all up to date, spayed, neutered, have all of their shots. And if that's a good fit, we you know, we will call your landlord to make sure that pets are accepted. <laughs> if there are, because sadly there are still breed restrictions in some cities. So depending on where you live, we have to, you know. If sure. You, if you want to get a pit bull, you have to make sure that you live in an area that does accept them. Right. And we'll do a rough, we ask for a couple non-family member references. And the process, it does not take more than, I would say, about five days. Um, sometimes a lot sooner. You know, we've had applications get processed within 24 hours. Really? It all depends on the application itself. If you don't have pets in the home, if your references answer right away, that's going to be an easier process for us. Do you uh, give them the shots they need before the pet leaves the shelter, uh, spayed or neutered? Do you do all of that? Yes. Every single animal is microchipped, uh, spayed or neutered, and up to date on all of their shots. And is there a cost involved? There's got to be some kind of an adoption cost. Oh, sure. Yeah. So we are actually one of the lowest around. So it varies um, with our cats and dogs by age. Or sometimes if it's um, a medical, if there are medical issues, uh, say a cat is a diabetic, that the cost might be lower then. But um, our older dogs, I believe, are $50, and then it's 75 and it goes up to 150 for our puppies. Right. Can you, uh, if somebody's looking for a special breed, maybe mm -hmm. a purebred, you, you, you probably get purebreds dropped off all the time. All the time. There's such a stigma with shelter dogs and, you know... They're, they're mutts, and first of all, mutts are amazing animals as well. Oh, I think so. I've never had a purebred. Uh, yeah, but we get all kinds of dogs from Chihuahuas and Boston Terriers and Pit Bulls, Huskies, you know, Great Danes. We get them all. So if you want a specific dog, you can call you and maybe get your name on a list, and when they come in, you maybe reach out to those folks? Yeah, I would say the best way is to continue looking on our website. Okay. So we update that all the time, and... It's maxfun.org, and while, say, for instance, we may only have 30 dogs on our website at that time, but we have 65 dogs in the shelter, we can't make those dogs available until they have been spayed or neutered sure. or they have their shots. So sometimes we might get them in, and it might be a couple weeks until they become available. So that's why it's definitely important to just keep checking back with our website. They update it every every other day and the, all the information on that particular pet is there like this mm -hmm. is a purebred and if you're looking for this here you go yeah we have you know all of the information that we have available to us will be on that website it'll have a little bio some pictures and if you ever have any questions i mean we're more than happy to assist you how would you get those number can you give us a phone number is that what you call somebody right uh, no? Yeah, you can go ahead and call MaxFun's front desk at our dog shelter. Sure, it's on the website. Yep. Yep, MaxFun.com. Dot org. Dot org. I always get those mixed up. <laughs> I don't know what that is. L let me ask. I, I was told once that the, probably the hardest dogs, and maybe cats too, I'm sure, to, to adopt are the older animals. Do you find that true? Yes and no. So I personally uh, fostered a dog from MaxFund, and he was 10 years old. 10? Mm-hmm. Wow. 
and he actually just passed away a couple months, um, sorry, a few weeks ago. And I can tell you that I gave him the best end of his life ever, and he enriched my life so much. I know everybody has certain dogs throughout their life. Everybody loves all of their animals, but you might have that one that really touches you. That guy was mine, and he, <laughs> those older dogs, you know, they're, first of all, they're already trained, you know, sure. so you have that. A lot of people, they come in wanting puppies. They don't realize sometimes how much work goes into a puppy. Uh, absolutely. It's a, it's a lot, you yeah. know, and there's the training and the attention, and it's not that it's harder to adopt older dogs. I think sometimes people are worried because they know that the end is closer with that. Very true. But then you also have to keep in mind that then you have the opportunity to enrich that dog's life for as long as he has left. Quick story. Mm -hmm. uh, we lost a dog, and my wife and I were devastated and didn't want to adopt another one for a while until we got over that. Sure. Well, my kids thought, you need a dog. So they adopted a chocolate lab mix that was probably almost 10 years old that had been found wandering the western slope eating garbage, dead animals to survive, and somebody got them and brought them to the shelter. Ugh. Come to find out that a lot of people that work up at the ski slopes, the young people up mm -hmm. there, when the season's over and they head off, they just let their dogs go. Oh. They drop them off and they just go. So we find this dog, and we, his name is Bailey, and he mm -hmm. comes in, and I'm going, oh, boy, I don't know. Just like you said, near the end, I love that dog more than anything. It's hard for me to even talk about it right yeah, now. Yeah, I know the feeling. And one quick story, we, our first grandson was born, uh, Grayson, and he was a, a baby crying, and we couldn't get him to stop crying. He was laying on the floor, and I'm trying to play with him, and he's crying. Bailey gets up, comes over, lays next to him. He stopped crying immediately. Oh. I was done. I thought, this animal, That's just it. like you said, <laughs> it was so special. Mm -hmm. And then one morning, I'm looking out in the back, and Bailey is laying in the grass, and it, I knew. He, yeah. he was just gone. Took him to the vet, and, and we're, we're devastated again. And the vet said, you know what, though? You gave that dog the best end to his life ever. Absolutely. After all the garbage he had been through. Yes. You gave him a home. You gave him happiness. Be, feel good about that. It did make me feel good. Yeah. And you can make that. You can make that happen for an animal if they're older. And Yeah. I mean, you have to keep in mind, if you have an older dog that's in a shelter, They've already had a family. Sure. You know, so either sure. maybe their owner passed away. Um, so they're suffering from that. Maybe, you know, the owner had a baby and they don't want a dog anymore. I mean, the stories that you hear, you know, they're gut-wrenching. But, I mean, this dog didn't do anything, you know. So no. if you're able to give back and give them the life that they deserve for a little bit longer, that's a very empowering, wonderful thing to do. And even if you do have kids, I think having a pet like that, one – it gives them responsibility, oh, feed yeah. them, take care of them, walk them, mm -hmm. clean up the yard, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. And it's a learning experience for them. And they become attached. There's, there's yeah. just no doubt about it. And it makes life a, just more fun mm -hmm. to have a cat or a dog. Oh, definitely. It just it adds to it for sure. Yeah. And I'll bet you get, I was going to ask this next, as kind of a segue into that for kids. With Christmas coming up not that far away, do you get more adoptions then during the holidays? We will get people um, who want to say that they are approved, their application is approved. I do remember last year, um, say that they were approved beginning of December. Well, we might not want to pick up the dog until around Christmas Eve. Sure, even. sure. So, I mean, we do have that, but 
I know sometimes different shelters might think that they're going to have the issue of a lot of relinquishments come, you know, a few days after Christmas. Right, Either it was right. too much to handle or we got a, a young dog. We're going to give the old one back now because that does happen. But it does pick up a little bit, I think, um, maybe fall and winter. Oh, but sure. I as well, it that should. Makes sense. I mean, that's an amazing yeah. it's an amazing gift. And anybody who can save a life and not go through you know, some awful breeder. I mean, that's scary stuff, though, when you deal with a breeder, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You just don't know what you're getting into. No, and there are so many dogs already to adopt. I mean, we have, if you want a puppy, we have puppies. If you want, you know, purebred or whatever you want, I mean, I guarantee you, if you look at these shelters, they will have them. Yeah, they will. And the cost factor is huge. The yes. difference, oh, and, my goodness. You know, you're getting the microchips, you're getting the shots, you have, you know, somebody to call and reference back to if you have any questions. So it's. Plus, I mean, you're saving a life. You're saving a life. It's, it's a good thing feeling. Right there. We're talking with Allison Hannes, who's the event director for Max Fund Animal Adoption Center. Do you guys deal with um, abusive pet situations? Do people call and say, hey, my neighbor's, the dog's been locked out in the back for, you know, a week straight? And do you investigate that? Do you get people that have, you know, they go in and take these folks that are 20 dogs and they can't take care of them? And then you got, that's a, we got to do something. Do you take those in? We have had some animals um, from different hoarding situations, yes, and, you know, dogs that come in, and it's very clear that they've come from an abusive household. Sure. Um, I mean, and it's it's heartbreaking to see that. There was one time when we had a, a gentleman who actually had 20 cats at his house. Oh, 22 my. 22 cats. Oh, my. And a relative of his wanted to bring them all to us and that was a lot to take at once yes. so it was you know how about if we take seven this week and we'll take five you know in a week later and but and these you know none of them were spayed or neutered and you know you deal with inbreeding there because you know they're running around the house and sure sure and and it gets bigger <laughs> there's more kittens around exactly. the house for goodness sake exactly sakes. that's a bit of a challenge and who, who does that do you have volunteers that handle all right, these cats are messed up. I'm going to take care of them. They foster them. What happens? We have an incredible foster program. Um, I myself am a two-time failed foster. We have quite a few failed fosters, which is almost kind of how you, you want it, you know. But we have lots of volunteers who they know that they're going to foster this animal until they're healthy, until they're ready. And then we can find a forever home for that animal. And then that opens their home up to help the next one. I don't know how you do that. How can you be a foster mom, which you are, and then mm -hmm. turn that animal back in after you've taken care of them, grown, a, grown close to them, love them, feed them, and then you go, bye-bye. Yeah. You're my... stronger than I am, Allison. No, I said I was a failed foster. <laughs> so my 10-year-old, I started off by fostering him, and I knew the night I brought him home. This is my dog. Yeah, but... He's not going anywhere. But those volunteers that do and... that, how do they do that? You know, it's... I know some of them, too, they they can't have an animal full-time, so that's why they will come and volunteer so much time. Or maybe they're a teacher, so they had the summer off, so they were able to foster over the summer, but know that their schedule you know, doesn't really allow it throughout the school year. So it really depends on the individual, and bless their heart, because so far I personally can't give any of the animals back. But No, I couldn't do that either, but thank God somebody can do it. Yeah. You know, that's their mission in life, and they're focused on that, and 
they're there to help. Absolutely. So you're always looking for volunteers, I'm sure, because you have so many. How can people reach out and go, yeah, that might be kind of fun to do something like that? Yeah, so our volunteer coordinator, her name is Alexa, and her email is just volunteer at maxfun.org. And she has, throughout the months, um, two different orientations, one for dogs and one for cats, and that's our volunteer orientation. So everybody during that orientation gets to learn a little bit about MaxFun and what we ask of our volunteers um, and just information for them to know. And then a lot of our volunteers also help facilitate these adoptions. You know, potential adopters come in and our volunteers spend so much time with these animals. So they have firsthand experience and knowledge. So if somebody comes in and says, you know, I'm looking for this, 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 and this, our volunteers are really able to help guide them in the right direction. That's great. Yeah. And, you know, we have different mobile adoption events and, you know, we need bios written for all of our animals. So our volunteers help out with all of that, you know. So, so and you could probably set your schedule. I can work one day or every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, we ask that you can commit to at least four hours a month. Um, you know, if you're not able to, it's not like we're going to kick you out of being a volunteer. But, you know, it's some people, they're retired and they put in 45 plus hours, you know, a week, which is crazy. It's amazing. And then. But it's good for them, too. Oh, yeah. Because being retired and I'm looking at that coming up soon, too. I'm going, what what will I do? Yeah. I mean, this is what I've done. But the idea of taking care of pets working in a shelter sounds sounds comforting. It is. And, I mean, some people will just pop over even on their lunch break because if you have an hour, you know, you can take four dogs out for four walks. I mean, that's getting them out of the kennel throughout the day. You're helping them. I mean, that makes a huge difference to them. Yeah, and to the volunteers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You take other animals besides cats and dogs. You do rabbits and mice and rats and all those kind of things. No, so we don't. We have had um, a couple instances where... You know, our one of our vet techs, she also has a couple goats. So I've come in before and goats. there's a goat that, you know, she said that she found them. They were for sale. They were going to go to a slaughterhouse. So she oh. bought them for a couple dollars. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to take them home. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I'm going to save them. So everybody who works and volunteers at Maxon, we want to save them all, save all of the animals. You know, we don't discriminate by animals our facilities are only for dogs and cats but well, good to know because you know what one of the hot rages now is and you probably know about this is having chickens put get chickens in your backyard you get eggs. i have heard that i'm thinking are they bringing chickens in like we couldn't <laughs> handle this it's your turn you got roosters going off oh no <laughs> no not yet i have had a couple people ask me at different adoption events if we can take their ferrets or their guinea pigs oh yeah forgot but, about those animals too yeah so we uh we do not I know that, but actually, I do believe there was a pet code that we partner with in, oh. Lake, in Lakewood that they did have a couple um, guinea pigs that were relinquished to them. So wow, that's crazy. So you talk about these events. What kind of events do you, do you go to neighborhoods, or do you go to pet codes and and yeah. set up your uh, your vehicles and do adoptions there? And yeah, so we though we don't do any same day adoptions because of our our uh, vetting process. Our Mobile adoptions are so much fun. So we do do PetSmart and Petco. Um, You know, we do different events at uh, some bars, some dog-friendly bars. Um, We've partnered with um, CU before. So people contact 
me and as well as Alexa all the time to do these events. And during the summer, we did a lot more. You oh, know, I'm sure. You might have different, almost like block parties. and But it's just a fun way to get Max Fun's name out there even more. Right. And, you know, it's more exposure for our, our animals because we'll always bring dogs with us. Um, that always works too, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, you get those dogs out there, and they're they're adopted. <laughs> whatever yeah. whatever the vetting process happens to be for that. Oh yeah, we typically get quite a few applications during those events. Well, that's what it's all about. Now we know Max Fund is a nonprofit as well. That's correct, right? Yes, we're a debt free nonprofit. Actually, eighty six percent of our funds go directly back into our programs. Really? Now, yeah. How, how do you get your funds? Do you have grants? Do you have government funding? Or people just donate? Or we. We get quite a few donations. We have a lot of support from our community, and as well as grants, too, just different types of grants. Well, that's what it takes, though, Absolutely. people backing it up. And I know you have a big uh, fundraiser called Putting on the Max. Yes. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. So Putting on the Max is our biggest fundraiser of the year. This will be our 31st year having it. 31 years. Yeah. It's a black tie event, and each year has had a different theme. This year's theme is Charleston Cats. <laughs> so actually all of our attendees, well, not all, but quite a few of them are going to be dressed in 1920s era uh, clothing. So that's going to be. Wow. Where do you find clothes like that? Um, I found my little flapper dress online and uh, it's it's just an added bonus of fun for the event. I mean, the event is going to be amazing. Where do you have it? Um, this year it is at the Grand Hyatt downtown. Wow. Done yeah. a few events down there. That's a fancy place. Yeah. Got a big ballroom upstairs. Oh, yes. Yeah. We will have that big ballroom. So you decorate everything. And... Oh, yeah. So, so what goes on? Is there a live auction, silent auctions? Typically, they have those at fundraisers. Yeah. So it's we have quite a few different things planned. So we do have a silent auction. We have our live auction. We have a wall of wine. We have a pet parade with some of our Max Fun there you go. pets are coming through. Um, we'll have live entertainment, and we'll also be announcing our raffle winners at this event. So we have a raffle going on right now. Really? Do tell. Yeah. So we are only selling 300 tickets, and we have three prizes. So your odds are pretty good. Yeah. And tickets are being sold up until the doors open um, at the at the gala. And, and online right now, I would yes, think. Yes, and online right now. Maxfun.org. So, yes. Or you can always email me eventdirector.org to help you uh, with those tickets but so they will be sold like I said until we sell all 300 or until the doors open but our first prize winner will receive a week-long all-inclusive uh, five-day I'm sorry uh, vacation to Puerto Vallarta really second prize is a week-long vacation to in a luxury resort in Steamboat Springs I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and third prize is a Nespresso coffee and espresso maker. So how much are these raffle tickets? Uh, $25. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah. it's. I mean, considering your odds and that the money is all going back to our animals, it's, it's pretty great. Sounds like quite an event. We haven't talked about the date. It is November 9th. Oh, so it's coming it is, up. Yeah, it is next Saturday. Holy cow, that's close. Yes, I'm getting very excited for it. We're... But you can still get involved. I mean, there are tickets for the, the gala itself and yep. uh, this raffle you're doing. And where do we get the tickets? Same website? That's yeah, how that works? Yeah, you can purchase anything through maxfund.org. We have our events section. If anybody has any questions, again, they can always contact me. 
and tickets will be sold uh, throughout the rest of the weekend and I believe until Tuesday for the event. Um, but even with our raffle as well, the winner does not need to be present in order to win. That's always cool. Yeah. I have friends and family back in Chicago who have purchased tickets because, I mean, who wouldn't want an excuse to fly out to Steamboat? Yeah, or <laughs> Puerto Vallarta if you're in Chicago in, right? the, in the wintertime. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's just crazy. So that's going on. Mm-hmm. You want to get tickets for that. And then the money's go to help what you guys do best. Absolutely. You said take care of pets or pets that don't want it anymore, the adoption process. It's amazing you've been doing so strong all these years. It really is. It's I mean, a- it's, it's an amazing shelter. Nancy Sorrow has just a heart of gold. And the things that we are able to do for these animals, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. Well, it's important, though. Oh, it's so important. Nobody else is going to do it. They don't have a voice. No, no, they don't. And pets are an important part of people's lives. I can't say that enough. I can tell you what it's done for my family and your family. Oh, yes. And they're just the right things to have around when times are tough. They That they are. Yeah. They they're just, amazing. Oh, they are. I mean, our little guy, Bear, when he'll just come up, and my wife loves us, just get on her lap. Mm-hmm. Just and and we'll she'll be reading or on her iPad or something, and this little guy just just looks up at him. Game over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a good feeling. So if you're considering that for your family, reach out to the Max Fund because they do a spectacular job. And we've been talking to Allison Hannes, the event director of Max Fund Animal Adoption Center. Maxfund.org is their website. More about the big gala coming up on the ninth. You don't want to miss out on that. Yeah. And uh, you know. Allison will be out there dancing, I'm sure, and having a good... <laughs> oh, I will. I will be all on stage. We have Chris Parente, who is our Oh, MC. yeah. He's a good guy. I know yeah, Chris. Yeah. So he and I will be on stage, and it's going to be a great time. Well, I hope you raise a lot of money for the Max Fund. I sure hope so, too. Their lives depend on it. They sure do. And thanks for coming back, or come back soon, and we appreciate you being here now. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And you guys, thank you for listening. It's Murphy Houston. It's Mile High Magazine. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and... We'll talk to you again soon.